Welcome to the Bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Dada. Hi, everybody. Yellow. Yellow. It is, what day is it? It's a Monday. It's Monday. And doesn't it feel like doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like it? It is Monday, May 23rd. My oh my. Oofpa. Me oh my. Uh, I apologize, not to cut the legs out of myself, uh, from under myself at the beginning, but I apologize to everybody for the sound of my sinuses today. <laughs> I think it's adorable. I'm getting over a truly, truly nasty head cold. I didn't have COVID. I took a test. Everything's fine. I shoved the swab up into my frontal cortex and figured out <laughs> I wasn't sick. Um, but I definitely am having a reaction to the plants all around me. Yeah, see, that's different than being sick. Yeah. Allergies stink. Yeah. Or not because you can't smell. You can't smell anything. Yeah. And then your head fills up with pressure. Anyway. I know. Uh, funny enough, we are talking about plants today. We are, indeed. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Do you have any stuff you want to talk about before we talk about plants? Yes, let me mention one thing. Okay. Okay, I heard on NPR today. Okay. That they have discovered biological living creatures from 850 mil, billion, million, billion, I think, years ago in salt. And they are actually... <laughs> they're viable wow. <laughs> and and so the npr person that was interviewing i can't remember who it was was saying but of course we're in the middle of a pandemic and we're hearing a lot about these microbes you're not actually going to like break it open and go into it somebody else that she was interviewing that was part of the process was saying well here's the thing they have not seen humans they don't know what humans are yeah. of course they can't get into us and all i could think of was really how do you know that? They haven't seen Earth humans, but it doesn't mean they haven't seen humanoids. Well, and NASA and so, straight up is like, oh yeah, alien life or yeah. UFOs or whatever right now. Exactly. But I simply don't have the bandwidth to care, which is such a sad thing. Like 12-year-old me is pissed. 12-year-old me is like, why aren't you more excited right now? Because uh, I'm tired, 12-year-old Corey. I am really tired. <laughs> And there's so much going on that we could not possibly encompass all of it. No. And frankly, I wouldn't want to right now. Mm-mm. Because right now, it's for talking about plants. Yeah. I will say one more thing if yes. it's okay. I'm reading Hex Twisting. What's that? It's a book by Diana mm, R. Starts with an R. And it's one that we got from Llewellyn. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. I have gone through a process of growth okay. over the last five, since 2016. Sure. Who among us? I, I know. I still haven't landed on how I feel about everything, but I am a lot more open to certain things than I ever was before. I'm just done. What's, I'm so done. What's that incredibly efficient expression? Um, needs must. Needs must? Yeah, needs must. Ooh. Oh, Yes. Yeah. Well, I've been listening to a lot of Malcolm X recently by any means necessary. And that's yep. where I am right now in my headspace. Yeah. I just, I'm done. So, and yes, Corey tried to take us to a positive place because this is going to be well, it's not so much. or negative necessarily. Oh, yes, so much for correcting just, me on that. Just like a different place. Yeah. Because that's a different podcast. 
with like political correspondence and you okay. know i can't wait actually <laughs> uh i think we should clarify yeah, for let's everyone do it. that today we are especially focusing on both hemispheres yes we are magical stuff has historically in a lot of circles been very eurocentric very northern hemisphere very quote-unquote western world Mm -hmm. and we want to with this series that we're starting today called called elements in ritual we are starting to focus on both hemispheres we've got mad love for our australia listeners hello down there and anybody else from the south half of the globe that might be listening and we want to make sure that everybody is getting tended to. Yeah. We have a lot of listeners in Brazil as well. Hell yes. Hello. I did not know that. Yeah. It's because I am obsessive about looking at statistics. Yeah. yeah. My Southern Hemisphere plant comes from Chile. So it's exciting. <gasps> oh. Yeah. The skinny one on the if, side. <laughs> if we get to my almost Southern Hemisphere, I knew... When I went there, I went ahead and made a choice to go just north of the equator because it has special meaning to me. And I'll tell you about it if we get there. And if not, I'll do it on the next episode. Radical. Yeah. I have a backup as well. Okay. So I'll mention it, but I won't do a deep dive on it. Okay. So that if anybody wants to go do some digging on their own, they can do that. Absolutely. Do you want to head to the library? I don't have library stuff as such. I've sort of bundled all of my stuff together. Okay is what's happened okay i think i can do that too yeah very easily rad okay you yeah. kind of made a face and made me go uh-oh i've messed it up i was just thinking <laughs> it was very pensive and, and, face. and my thinking face is not good very pensive. very pensive yes very winnie the pooh it was also very like a teacher face and i was like <gasps> oh no, oh, no. <laughs> my palms started to sweat immediately <laughs> i've done something wrong teacher no. is mad no teacher is not mad in any way shape or form no i'm very excited so well Cool. Let's head out to the bonfire. The bonfire. Then. Talk about plants. Well, if we get to my second plant, flora or mm. whatever, sure, herb, plant, flower, whatever. s'mores would be very appropriate. Which mm. I know we talked about last episode. Everybody, I'm sorry. We are never heads up. Spoiler alert. Never going to stop talking about s'mores. <laughs> we need to just start having them here. I have a fire pit. Come over and have yeah. s'mores with me we should just like oh by the way yes. we made a commitment everybody last episode to go to the beverage place because this young lady right here has to try blood mead before it goes away i would love that yeah I mean, we're, we're doing our it. way back to my house that's all I'm <gasps> okay so the podcast going. Tonight. yeah <laughs> here we go Corey's I, gonna go first right? yes i am starting in the southern hemisphere with a plant called boldo B-O-L-D-O. It is endemic to Chile. Chile, rather. And it is rad. It's a very, very cool plant. I'm going to start with the sort of associations with it. So it's a plant that is ruled by Saturn. It is the element of fire. Funny enough, both my plants today, fire plants. Uh, But it is the uh, feminine side of the spectrum when it comes to gender. And it is for repelling evil, basically. Its whole thing is like repelling evil spirits, protection, cleansing spiritual and ritual spaces, hex breaking, speaking of hexes, uh, compelling, which I put in parentheses next to it, question mark, exclamation point. 
compelling as in like you compelling can bring others. somebody yes compelling compelling will yes got it got it which is why there is an intero bang next to it as well as banishing spells mm, love that so this is a plant that smells sort of like camphor and lemon it has these luscious green leaves they're beautiful you're usually going to find them sold dry it has medicinal properties i want to talk about that briefly here now it has properties that are said to aid digestive digestive issues never ever 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 begin taking herbs that you have not checked with your doctor about oh my gosh don't yes these in the correct or rather incorrect dose could kill you they could turn you sort of inside out if you go too hard on them because they encourage digestion they're diuretic this particular plant i will be recommending for things like talisman sachets things like that because i don't have the like licenses and knowledge to tell you how to correctly administer this and no one will but a doctor so or a licensed medical professional that being said this is a very popular herb when it comes to warding that makes sense but not just warding particularly warding businesses oh my gosh everywhere i saw it was like to ward off bad customers whoa to get bad customers out of your store which i think is neat i love that it has been found in hoodoo work root work santeria and curanderismo which is basically like a like a health and and medicine Mm -hmm. practice it is endemic to Chile. I know I have said that. It can be raised indoors or outdoors. It likes a dry, high, warm environment, like a mountain. Oh, okay. So not humidity then. Not okay. humidity. Got it. It likes to be watered, but doesn't like humidity. And I am saying this, I want to repeat, it is endemic to Chile. It has been introduced to places in like Europe, the UK, places like that. But I want to say that to remind you to always be mindful of how you are sourcing your ingredients. So say a little bit more about that. So So ethically or because you don't want to culturally appropriate or all of the above or... Ethically, first and foremost. I I don't want to like alienate almond milk lovers, but like almond milk is not ethically sourced huge swaths of land are completely devoid of nutrient and like resource because of the over cultivation of almonds Hmm. right so be mindful that your supplier of herbs is ethically supplying meaning ethically harvesting these plants now that might mean that they're out for a season yeah sorry They're out for a season. That's okay. They tend to be transplantable. They seed and they propagate in the spring months. So where we are now. So this is the time. In our hemisphere. Sorry, yes, in our hemisphere. But in in May, like from from like February through May. Oh, even in Chile. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is when they will be. Yes. 
spring here, but the months are the same. Got it. Thank got you. it. Got it. Yes, Thank yes, you. Yes, yes. That yeah. was not clear. I apologize. No, no, no. <laughs> My head is full of snot. Um, <laughs> it can't be full of ideas or thoughts. It's full of boogers. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's also kind of full of cold medicine and weed. So here we are. It is, it is seeds and it is propagating around this time and you can harvest its leaves. And uh, you can harvest its leaves through like July. Hmm. And it's a very popular herb. So, oh, puppy. I let Riley stay in the room with us, y'all, because we're back in the living or in the dining room. Yeah. It is a very popular herb. You're going to be able to find it, probably. It's very, very popular. I will say, to your point about appropriation, mm-hmm. be mindful of what you're using it in, what kind mm. of ritual you are doing, do your research. The way that I would use this is that I would add this herb to pastes or little sachets of herbs to put around my home and my office. Yeah, that sounds awesome. As like boundary spells and and warding and things like that. This is an incredibly powerful herb for protection magic. Is it something you can turn into an incense and burn? Do you have any idea? I did not look at its toxicity when burned. Yeah, that'd be interesting because that would be fun to burn around the podcast as we're yeah. you know, drawing listeners and when trying like to that. ward off the evil spirits of tech demons. Oh my! Any any advice? I'm trying yeah. everything. I've been I wonder doing if some... I can find some boldo incense. Oof. Probably, but the parts used are not just the leaves; they are also the dried berries. So you might find the dried berries around. Again. Do not ingest those unless you have spoken to your medical professional and said, hey, what's up with these? And they can tell you whether or not it's safe for you to do that. What she said. Because in curandorismo, they use this as a medicine for digestive health. I was just, so that's all I'm finding when I typed in incense right now. But they are using it with, with like hundreds of years of literal tribal knowledge. Yeah, exactly. That, um, we don't, I have. don't have. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, nor do I. Yeah. So just be aware of that. It, I want to smell it so bad. Yeah. I want to see if I can find a place around here where I can ethically get it. If I could order it from a farmer in Chile and like make sure the money goes to them, that would be incredible. Mm -hmm. So if anybody in South America has like the hookup on some boldo leaves, I would love to know about that. Let us know so I can order it. I love the smell of camphor. I love the smell of camphor. I really, really do. And I love the smell of lemon. I have the smell of lemon on my nose Mm -hmm. right now. But that is exactly why I'm saying like, yeah, exactly. Because you're going to see recipes for it. So don't, don't do it. Yeah. We, we went off mic for just a moment because, of course, I'm so fascinated. I'm like looking stuff up and going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah, fascinating, fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I just want to reiterate, don't take herbs that you don't know the exact dose, use, and like practice for. Talk to your medical professional. Anything that says it does anything to digestive issues... Mm-hmm. Because you can absorb that through your skin. That's, we absorb a lot of things through our but skin. But that's also code for it's going to make you poop yourself inside out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's just go. what that means. So, you know, keep that in mind. Please. But that is what I have to say about okay. Boldo. Cool. So if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, in South America particularly, 
and you want to incorporate this herb into your magic if you're not already. And if you are, please tell us how you use it, what you use it for. I would love to hear about it from somebody who is around it all the time. That's cool. Me too. I want to know too. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start to talk to you about this amazing plant. And please, Corey, so that I don't talk for the next half hour, interject anytime you'd like. Okay. All right, everyone. I had planned on doing a particular plant for the United States, something we can find around here right now, and you can. I started doing research on it. I've used it magically. Now I realize, since I've been doing my research, unconsciously since I was three years old, and consciously since I started practicing witchcraft. And I found one of my old Book of Shadow pages, my journals and stuff like that, because I'm starting to transfer some of my journals, my Book of Shadow journals, into a more polished version that I can pass on to my daughter. Got it. I think I remember you saying something about that project. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited about it. So I went, I happened to have seen this in one of my journals. So I went and I grabbed it and I had these associations for it. And it was really early on. I had some meditations next to it that I had done around the same time. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have Scott, who was my only resource at that time. I, I didn't have him credited. And I thought, huh, I better go look. And so I went and looked. Mm-hmm. This particular plant, let me tell you what it is. As yeah, I'm just... You're, you're, are you curious anticip- yet? Patience. Exactly. It's called Viburnum opulus. Yeah. And it is the snowball bush. Yeah. I looked at this, so I went to Scott's encyclopedia. It's not there. And I went, oh, wow. Well, I better confirm these magical associations. So I then went to Amy Blackthorne's book. It's not in there. And then I went to Fez's book. It's not in there. Hmm. I know. (laughs) So then I went to the internet and it's not there. I mean, it's there. I mean, it exists. It's a real bush. Yes, it is there. But I'll tell you what is there, even though you can't find it in witchcraft. It is one of the most significant plants in the culture of Ukraine. I went down such a rabbit hole, you all. There is so much information. They call it Red Kalina. It was a song that came around the late 1800s, early 1900s, when they were at war and they were fighting, when they were occupied by Russia from 1919 to 1991. They were not allowed to sing this song because of its association with brave soldiers Mm. and the uprising of Ukraine. There are a couple of lyrics in there that every once in a while I go, huh, this is really reminiscent of Hunger Games. Because when you translate it to English, it's the red in the meadow. Sure. There is so much fabulous information. So let me dive in first to the folklore. Let me dive into what they call Red Kalina. And I've made a Spotify playlist (laughs) because one of the famous songs, okay, I've written it out phonetically, so hopefully I will do it justice. Oi Ilusi Shervana Kalina. So it's Kalina. And I kept calling it Kalina last night when I was listening to everything. And I was like, no, when I was making my playlist. So just so you know, I will link a Spotify playlist. It does not just have 
this song on it, although it will look like it at first. And it doesn't just have Ukrainian artists either, but it has people who are inspired by it or rung true to me about what's going on. The red berries are so pretty. Yeah, they're gorgeous, aren't they? They're often compared to cranberries. So pretty. They look like little jewels. And I have a ton of resources. That's what I was talking about with the library, but I wasn't going to read them anyway. I'm going to put them on the website and I will put them on Instagram and Patreon. I want to read the English translation of the song The Red Kalina in the Meadow. In the meadow, there a red Kalina has bent down low. For some reason, our glorious Ukraine has been so worried. And we'll take the red Kalina, and we will raise it up. And we, our glorious Ukraine, shall hey, hey, cheer up and rejoice. And we'll take that red Kalina, and we'll raise it up. And we, our glorious Ukraine, shall hey, 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 cheer up and rejoice. Do not bend low, O red Kalina. You have a white flower. Do not worry, glorious Ukraine. You have a free people. And we'll take the red Kalina, and we'll raise it up. And we, our glorious Ukraine, shall hey, hey, cheer up and rejoice. And we'll take the red Kalina, and we will raise it up. And we, our glorious Ukraine, shall hey, 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 cheer up and rejoice. It's beautiful, though. It is gorgeous. So Pink Floyd has done a song, and I will link you to it, but it's also in the playlist. In the playlist. <laughs> and they did it to raise funds for Ukraine. It was the first time Pink Floyd's been together in 30 years. Wow. A woman named, it's a group named Go underscore A. They're the country's Eurovision two, 2021 act, and they're oh. making contributions in their way. Yeah. The picture is absolutely gorgeous of their album, and it's on Spotify. A couple in the Olympics this year from Ukraine Mm -hmm. skated to the song that I already pronounced once, and I saw it, and I was like, I wept. It was absolutely beautiful, and I went to look for it today because I wanted to link it for everybody, Mm -hmm. and every single site I went to, it's been taken down. There were so many Ukrainian sites that were just down. The very first thing I found, so I'm going to have to go through my history of searching on Google and DuckDuckGo, and I just didn't have time to do that today. The very first thing I found was a story about how this became so important to them, mm. and I cannot refind it like oh, anywhere, but this is the story, and I hope it's accurate because there are a lot of other folklore stories too that I'll just run by you really quickly, and then I promise I'll get to the magic of the snowball and my okay. personal history with it. A young girl was out on the battlefield and she was distracting the Russian troops or told them that she knew where the troops were. Somehow she got them to follow her to Ukraine troops or so they thought. Uh. And she led them into a very well-known river (laughs) and she got into the river knowing that she would drown Mm. because nobody escapes it. And they all followed her and so a lot of the enemy drowned because they were chasing her. And in the spot where she, either where she was found or whether, or where she jumped in, I think it was where she was found. This bush grew and they named it after her or renamed it after her. Yeah, exactly. And there are lots of other stories and I will 
not take up time right now to tell you about them. I'll get to the magic stuff, but I will put them on Patreon and I will absolutely give you the link to the free library where you can read about so many different folklores and just how important this is and how much this is ingrained in their culture and in their magic. So Uh, I look forward to reading about that. I know. It's really exciting. So speaking of magic, I looked everywhere on the internet. Mm -hmm. I looked in all my witchy books. Mm -hmm. I bought Madame Patina's new book, Baba Yaga, and I did a search of that and could not find this plant in there either, but it's not focused on that. I'll talk about Madame Patina a little bit later in my spark. Sure. He looked everywhere and I went, wow, so this is my, this is my plant. And I'm going to tell you what I wrote down in my book of shadows. Very first, when I first started using this. Sure. Protection, astral plane. I'll tell you why. Comfort, compassion, repelling evil. Sure. Warding, because even back then I was so into it. Psychic visions. If you go to the Ukraine myths... It only grew next to good people. It repelled evil. <laughs> and it was thought to allow immortality. Wow. That's what they... So I also made it feminine. It's very round. And I loved holding it. Have you ever... I've never held a snowball bush snowball, but I've seen them. Oh, you have? <gasps> okay, so imagine hydrangeas, but a yeah. little bit smaller. Yeah. And you will also, when you do some research of this, find some Japanese yes. snowball bushes, and they are flatter. They're not as round. And I kept being confused because they're linked to a lot of Ukraine uh, sites. And mm. I was like, mm, I don't think this is the right one. It looks a lot like ours. And then the red berries come later. And not all of the varieties here in the United States go to the red berry land into fall. Mine are blooming right now. And I have never noticed whether they go to the red berries because they're on the side of the house. I am so noticing this year. And I haven't had one for, anyway, long, long story about that. My personal association with this is that when I was three years old, something not so great happened. Sure. And I was under a snowball bush. And you would think that I would hate it. Sure. But I don't because... I was able to smell it and it took me places and I know, you know, I know I disassociated. Now I can say that. But I think I disassociated to the astral plane. And I think I did that a lot and I do do that a lot and I have since used it. So whether my memory's all mixed up with, yes, that's where I actually went or now because I've used that smell and that plant so much for that purpose, I, I don't know. That's my fault. I started it. I it's started okay. petting her. This is River. And it is a an incredibly precious plant to me. It's an, And I love holding the snowballs. And I just absolutely, absolutely love it. And it has brought me so much comfort, joy, and magic over the years. And I'll link more about it. I could talk about it for forever, so I'm going to stop. Do you use it for, like, meditating and and, like astral work when you do you burn it do you just smell it do you what do you do with it I there are a couple of different things you can do with it that I will not talk about because it's uh, ingesting sure and I've been very careful and checked with people about what's okay for me sure but it's not one that you typically ingest you do in Ukraine they have it down to a science literally they will tell you lots of places that the berries are 
poisonous and mm. or toxic and they are toxic you just can't you can't eat a lot of it and they make jams out of them and a couple of different things with the berries hmm. uh, people have talked about that and like I said I'll link that but I've never done that and then mostly it's the flower in my hand and the feeling and I use it to ground mm. I know this is going to sound contradictory everybody I use it in part of my preparation for the for astral travel so it's absolutely one of my go-tos for astral travel but I also use it for grounding but I think that's because of my personal relationship with it and because it's been in my life literally for so long I don't think I've ever been in a location where there hasn't been uh, a variety of this particular plant a snowball bush like I said there are a lot of different varieties I haven't always owned it if Mm -hmm. that makes sense and I lived in apartments and stuff as well but I was always able to find it. I love it. I, love, I think that's important, though, too, to think about is that if you have a feeling about a plant that hasn't already been written about, that's fine. That's yours. Mm-hmm. That's yours now. Yeah. You do, Scott Cunningham doesn't have to say it for it to be true for you. <laughs> no, and he would never, he would be the first person to say, yeah. there are lots more out there. Yeah. I was just so surprised. It's odd to find a plant yeah. that witchcraft hasn't gotten its little little fingies on, or that I couldn't find. Sure, that it's gotten. I, I mean, I did do a pretty extensive search, yeah. though. I went like twenty Google pages deep, y'all. And, <laughs> and you went through your books. I know, and I did tons of different searches, and I was. I have not gone. Oh well, that won't matter. Gerald or Gerard. Gardner, that's not going to matter because he wasn't magical. He was just herb. So sure. Wow. Isn't that cool? What a fascinating plant. I know. And the relationship to Ukraine, which is in the northern hemisphere, in the Western world, mm-hmm. especially with what they're going through right now and just sending them lots of spelly prayers every single day. What is your next one? My next, my next plant, plant? No. <laughs> my next plant is something that you have probably heard of. Curry leaves. I love curry. So you're probably going to be like, this is absolutely just a kitchen witch situation. And it is, but it's also (laughs) other things. So the associations with curry leaves are the planet Mars, the element of fire. Again, I don't know how that happened to me. And it is the masculine end of the spectrum as far as gender is concerned. It is used primarily for protection. Again, I did not mean to do that. Wow. I just picked plants I thought were interesting. They ended up having the same, similar, similar properties. It can be used in talismans or charms, or it can be prepared in kitchen magic, which we all know is my jam <laughs> forever. It is a household plant. It can be found growing almost any time of year. It's a beloved plant. It's a, almost, it's a sacred plant. It is... In everybody's home, there is no curry spice blend that does not have curry powder or curry leaves. Mm. Because every family has their own spice recipe for curry. The curry you think you know from the grocery store is not curry. Oh, so not. It's delicious. Makes a great potato salad. Makes a, Yes, it does. But it is not curry. This plant, you might have guessed since we're talking about curries, is from India, which is enormous. India is enormous. It's huge. It's humongous. It is full of many different types of rich cultures, different types of people who use them in different types of ways. But the curry leaf is everywhere. It is such an important plant. I also want to address the fact 
that it is a primary herb in Ayurvedic medicine. I could not possibly, possibly unpack its importance and uses in Ayurvedic medicine for you. Because A, I do not have an education in Ayurvedic medicine. I just don't. I do believe I read some things that said things like to aid digestion and settle mood. And I was like, again, with the digestive stuff. Mm-hmm. But curry leaves are less likely to make you ill. As is turmeric. As is turmeric. There is a reason, I think, that across the entire expanse of that part of the world, everyone has curry leaves in their kitchen. Mm. And it's because on like a subconscious level, they understand that it is magic. And also it is delicious. Like that cannot be understated. (laughs) Curry is so good. Curry leaves in something like a coconut broth or a sauce, a curry. (laughs) Like it's, it's delicious. And it's such a like rich, distinctive smell and flavor. And it immediately transports you to a type of cuisine, which then transports you to a type of life Mm -hmm. and people, which I think is awesome. I love it when food does that. And for thousands and thousands of years of Ayurvedic medical practice and study, the curry leaf has been vital. It is a wicked important plant. If you are using it in your own magic, Mm -hmm. what I would recommend is protective charms, protective uh, smoke cleansing, you can burn it. Smells great. Hoofda. Powerful smell, though. Do it with the windows open. <laughs> you should always smoke cleanse with the windows open, but I, I think, but especially with curry leaves. Otherwise, it is, you get stuff stuck. You get stuff stuck. Yeah. And curry leaves is like, they throw a lot of smoke and they're very pungent. It can be used in like potpourri sachets that you keep mm-hmm. around your home. You can sprinkle it around the border of your house. You can put it in any kind of protective magic you're going to do. I think... What speaks to me about this particular plant when it comes to kitchen magic, family style meals, group gathering meals, a way to magically like embrace loved ones as like a big group. Like I mentioned potato salad. I learned how to make this incredible potato salad from my friend. Every time I make it, I think of her and I make it in quantities that could feed most of West Seattle. (laughs) Like, it is my big, like, group food. If you are already going to make it, make it magic. You know what I mean? If you want to make a meal for someone who's going on a trip, if you want to make a meal for somebody who's going through some shit and needs protection from, like, harmful energies coming at them, make them something delicious with curry leaves. I might recommend, again, Sola El Whaley. She has incredible recipes that use curry leaves or any number of amazing Indian chefs on YouTube will give you recipes that are like authentic and delicious and meant to be shared. I'm going to lose her name, but I called through some of my Great British Bake Off cookbooks. Nadia, who said? Nadia. Yeah. Who wrote The Cardamom Trail. That is not one I got rid of. She has a ton of amazing recipes in there, not only for cardamom, and if you but for curry. If you haven't watched Nadia Bakes and Nadia's Time to Eat on Netflix, what the hell are you doing? I don't know. What am I doing? What are you I doing? I didn't know she was there. The fact that you're not watching it right now is sad. Well, I'm going to have to do that you're tonight. You're going to have to do that tonight. <laughs> oh my 
gosh, I yeah. have so much to do tonight. Nadia bakes, <laughs> and Nadia's time to eat. Holy moly. I think Nadia's I time to eat has two seasons. And it is like getting a warm hug. And she's Bangladeshi, so that's a specific okay. culture. I love hearing her stories about her grandfather's wow. farm. That's part of what makes the book so incredible, yeah. other than the amazing recipes. She is literally a pocket full of sunshine. Aww. Her shows are so good. If you have Netflix... Please watch Nadia's Time to Eat and Nadia Bakes because I learned some incredible kitchen stuff, but she also, it's just nice to see somebody who enjoys something so thoroughly Mm. and gives a shit about how it's done. I always like that about her, but because you said pocket full of sunshine, I am now with Emma Stone in the shower in Easy A. (laughs) I got a pocket. I got a, I got a, I got a. It's anyway, good stuff. it's good stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's great. He's that good. I love that film. It's very, very good. Stanley Tucci is the goat. This is an excellent ingredient to experiment with and to try other people's recipes and to explore the world through food. Because there are countless recipes that use curry leaves, and you can make any meal into a ritual or a spell just by making it one. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing says I love you and want you to be safe like feeding your family and your friends. I think when you're cooking, if you cook, I know not everybody does, that acting with intention. Yeah. You don't have to have the elaborate setup. or Nope. You can just do it. And over time, I've accidentally gotten a bunch of stuff in my kitchen that I use specifically when I'm like right. really intentionally cooking something. Mm. It becomes second nature at a yeah. certain point and it takes time. But every meal, if you want to make it magic, just make it magic. Yeah. And that's fine. You can do that with frozen dinners, too. Yeah, you can. I know, because I have. You absolutely (laughs) can. Curry leaves. It's awesome. I love them. And I think in a pinch, in a pinch, (laughs) you could use the powder for for the same same properties. But know that you want to use just pure curry powder, not a curry blend. Which are difficult to find. I don't think I've ever seen one. And that's what I was going to ask. I think it's the turmeric, right, that makes it that yellow color? Or is curry that yellow color as well? I do not have the knowledge to answer okay. that. I know that I think you can get pure curry powder at Tenzig Momo hmm. in Pike Place Market. Everybody come to Seattle. Do not quote me on that. <laughs> I have not been to Tenzig in a long time. I don't ever want the magical properties of a thing to be exclusive. Yeah. If you need to just use McKinnon's curry powder, then that's what you do. Yeah. And you throw a little extra stank on it with like your intention. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Jazz it up with words or breath or or stirring. Well, and here's what's great about a blend if you do end up using it is that obviously those herbs or spices go together. Yeah, they do. They're supporting each other already. Just be aware of the properties of the other things in there, like turmeric and... Do you know what makes magic even stronger? What? When it's delicious. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh. When it's delicious. But that's my my Northern Hemisphere. The other one I was going to do... I was going to do two other ones that I encourage you all to go look for, and we might revisit them later. Uh, for the Southern Hemisphere, I was also thinking of doing Lobelia arenus, which is a plant native to Southern Africa that is used in dreamworking. And 
anise hyssop, which is a North American plant, particularly in Canada. I want you to do both of those. Okay. So we'll have to do that we'll next do this time. again. Yeah. I have a big, long list. Using the magical correspondence, and like we said, this is elements of ritual. We're going to talk about that at the end of the episode after we talk about all of them. All right. I am going to talk about the cocoa bean or cacao. Now, cacao and cocoa are completely different. There is something that I do not have the expertise to go into, which is the cacao ceremony. And I would love to get somebody on. You are smiling. I'd love to get somebody on the podcast who will talk about that. I tell you, I know so fucking much about chocolate, dude. (gasps) About cacao? The cacao ritual or chocolate? I mean, both. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did a cacao ritual once. Did you really? You did. Okay, now you have to it say it. And I promise I'll get back to my stuff. Yeah, go oh, ahead. The, well, the cacao, so it's not, I mean, it's chocolatey mm-hmm. because it comes from the same plant. Yeah, but it tastes different. But it tastes very different. It's rich and it's bitter. And it's got the, the chemical in chocolate that makes you go brrrr <laughs> is called theobromine. And cacao prepared ceremonial ceremonially that was hard is so chock full of theobromine and i remember that it was a breathworking ceremony with ceremonial cacao and i was like floating above my body by the end of it it was wild that's amazing. It, I read a lot about it yeah, this weekend. It tastes amazing in a weird way. Uh, it, I've it, had it before. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is not something I recommend doing by yourself necessarily. And like with someone legit. Yeah. Because it's one of those practices that gets co-opted a lot. I'm not a fan of dark chocolate. My wife is. Loves it. And that's the closest thing it reminds me of. Uh Uh-huh. That makes sense because milk chocolate contains more fats and milk and all that stuff. Yeah. I used to work right next to the chocolate shop when I worked at Cupcake. I listened to the Savor Seattle tours about a thousand times. It's fascinating. Fascinating. And you only have to go down one deep, dark rabbit hole on the internet until you know start to finish how chocolate is made. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And speaking of, same with the magical properties. Mm -hmm. It is gender correlation. It leans to the feminine side. Now, here's what's interesting. I found a site. Mm -hmm. I don't consider white chocolate chocolate. but Because it's cocoa butter. Yeah. But it got included in a couple different magical places. So... Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick with dark chocolate and cacao nibs because milk chocolate is there as well, everyone. Mm -hmm. But dark chocolate, the element association is earth and fire, and cacao nibs is fire. Mm -hmm. Planets, dark chocolate is earth and moon, and the cacao nibs are earth, sun, and Uranus. And then signs are dark chocolate, Scorpio. Virgo and Aries Mm. and cacao nibs are Scorpio and Virgo. Now, doesn't that just like make so much sense? We have to talk about Scorpio at some point. Okay. I I have so much to say on, on that front, but not today. Chakras, dark chocolate is the heart and sacral. Cacao nibs are the sacral and the root, which makes total sense. Makes total sense. And magical properties for dark chocolate, love, romance, grounding, prosperity. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cacao nibs, grounding, prosperity, and ancestors. If you want some inspiration 
for kitchen witchery and chocolate, there is a beautiful movie called like Water for Chocolate. And if you buy the book, the book is quite good. You get recipes. Yeah, the book is wonderful. I read that when I was too young to be reading oh. that. <laughs> yeah, it's spicy. It's spicy. There's a lot of great sex. Yep. And, and then 11 year old me was like, huh, is that? Really? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well. And I think that we already in this hemisphere. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, Mm -hmm. one of the major producers of chocolate that is exported is Ghana. Mm -hmm. And it is just north of the equator. So it's not quite in the southern hemisphere. I chose it because my new brother-in-law is from there and they took 18 months to get him here. They went through everything legally. He is the most beautiful soul. A very black man living in Nampa, Idaho. It's, I know, I know. But he's so far doing okay. And, okay. Yeah, I know, I, and you know, gay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. So when I say brother-in-law, he's married to my brother. And That's just a lot absolutely. of boxes to tick. Yeah. And I was thinking of him and we've been talking about him mm-hmm. in, in my world because one of my brothers, well, actually both of my brothers, one of my, my younger brother's birthday is tomorrow. And then my older brother, who is married to this wonderful gentleman, is two days from now. Happy That's birthday to the... I Vines know. boys? I know. The Geminis. The Geminis. <laughs> it was fun in our house. I bet. And they're Native American, unlike myself. We share the same mom, but they're yeah. their dad well. is Cherokee. So so magical love. This is about a lot of love and passion. But here's the thing. The passion is not just for love. You can use yeah. it for social justice. You can use it for grounding. Uh, cacao nibs supposedly do that better. Eating chocolate after... An event after trauma, chocolate for grounding after some real big magical work. There's a reason the movie Chocolat. And that was resonated so hard with some of us. And that was the next one. Well, I just want to say she does magic. She absolutely is doing magic. That's like the whole point. And it's beautiful. It is beautiful. And it's powerful. And it changes an entire town. It does. It is used to soothe, and it is used to bring joy, and it is used to help grief, and it is used to, as an aphrodisiac in some cases. I would say it's used also in death magic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When Judy Dench's character passes away, and yeah. she chooses to go the way she wants to go. Yeah, yeah this Which, is a movie. Oh, I, you love. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I want to go talk home about and watch this one. It. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. I adore Alfred it. Alfred Molina turns in. And Peter Stromer, oh, I want to punch him in the face. Yeah. And I had a lot to say about it, and you just covered most of it. I'm so sorry. No, you do not need to apologize. (laughs) But one of the things that I did want to mention is just because you can see in that film how many different ways this particular magic Mm -hmm. can be used. To Corey's point earlier about kitchen magic, I made a face earlier that none of you saw, but she did. I was like, really? What, What is kitchen magic other than just magic? And that film shows you that over and over. She just happens to be in the kitchen doing it. Yeah. I think it's so weird that now that I've been exploring on Instagram and other places about how witches define themselves so... I'm a green witch. I'm a... Sure. And I don't... No shade. If you're one of those witches, no shade. It was just odd to me because 
I was trying because you're an eclectic witch so you do so many other things but even so even if you're not an eclectic witch even if you are in a coven you use a lot of these different elements so anyway I think she does that in chocolate so beautifully well there's something too about chocolate particularly Mm -hmm. that I think has a lot of similarities with making bread for example Mm -hmm. in that it's incredibly sensual the process like in that you use all your senses you taste you touch you smell you can see the crystallization of the chocolate and something that you're getting your hands in is going to already be imbued with so much magic so what Corey's probably talking about is when you temper chocolate or 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 mold it or form it i've talked about amari guichon that chocolatier that french Mm -hmm. guy he's getting in there just look him up on tiktok the physical act of of getting your hands in the business is like so powerful yeah that's how i feel about making bread or tortillas or 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 baking because i use my hand whisk mm -hmm. a lot which is my fingers my fingies. I love making cornbread oh, with my hands. <laughs> I would absolutely do heinous shit right now for cornbread. Oh my gosh. That sounds so it good. It does sound good. And it makes this vegetarian heart want other things with it that this vegetarian Barbecue. doesn't eat. <laughs> exactly. I love cornbread. I, I love, love it. I love cornbread. Yeah. A little kick in it. Yeah. It's one of the only places I like jalapenos. Really? Yeah. I love jalapenos. So some of the other things you can do with chocolate, and you may have seen this, it's been filtering up to the U.S. quite a bit. When uh, Obviously, we've added a lot of milk chocolate and stuff Mm -hmm. to it. And like I said, I'm not a huge fan of dark, dark chocolate. I'm trying to make myself be, though, because it's healthier for you. But there's also, you can add cinnamon to it, and you can add chilies Ginger. It, ginger to it. There are so many other things that you can add to it. So if you're doing a spell and you want chocolate as your base, which is also, you know, with this great passion. And here's the other thing, too, is it's going to make it fast, just like coffee. Mm-hmm. It's the same, you know, yep. family of plant. Rapidamente, baby. Yeah. So it will speed up anything you do. So be careful. Yeah. Choose wisely. Also, it's like so fun. Chocolate is so fun. There's something wonderful about it that makes you feel like, I don't know, makes me feel kind of like a kid. So my Aunt Linda used to go to Oaxaca like once or twice a year. And she brought back one of those beautiful Oaxaqueño uh, chocolate cocoa, hot cocoa tools yeah it's basically a stick with like a bulb on the bottom that's got like divots in it and she would bring back this beautiful oaxacan chocolate and we would stand in the kitchen and and rub our hands back and forth to make the make the thing spin and and get frothy hot chocolate and it's like it's loud and it's kind of messy and it's so fun and it's frothy and so you're incorporating air and it's the best lots of different elements oh so good I think, yeah, I wanted to cover those two films. Also, when you go to like Water for Chocolate, like Corey said, it's really steamy. There's a, I not necessarily for little ones while they're around and it's in Spanish. So you will have to read while you watch it. Yes. The movie. Yes. Like the book is in English. Yes. I mean, it's in in Spanish, but it's been translated to English. Yes, it has been. Yes. And it's an absolutely beautiful and heartbreaking my film. God. Yeah. I remember I got to the end of the book and I was like, what? Really? 
I know. And then I cried a lot. I know. And then I wanted chocolate. And may I just say, it is truly magical realism because it is from Spanish culture and magical realism started as solely Spanish culture. And then we've adopted that term for lots of English stuff and other places. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought about where the term Engli- uh, magical realism came from. A hundred years. I'm losing the name of the book. I'm sure you're all out there going, I'll probably put it in here. It's a hundred years something. Hmm. And it was one of the first books about magical realism or that incorporated magical realism. Hmm. Anyway. I want mole so freaking <sighs> bad now. We were really hungry at the end of See, this is what happens when we record on weeknights and not the weekends. Yeah, but I haven't had dinner yet. What? Yeah, I had oh lunch. Oh my gosh. I got to get this human home. <laughs> so with that said, do you want to move to our Sparks? I would love to do that. Yeah, because I could talk about chocolate. I'm sure there's lots we didn't yeah. cover, everybody. And maybe we'll only do can one I each. Can I make one more time. point about oh, chocolate? please. What I love also is that you can make it into any shape you want. And you can I make know. it into molds. So you can use those as like little little idols. Yes, you can. And gift them. Or if you get the right kind, you can. Okay, I've done this. <laughs> You can put it on a candle that's already molded if you don't have the skill to mold something. Oh, sure. And you can burn it, and it smells really good. It's Sil- a mess. Silicone it is a molds. mess. Silicone molds are doing wonders these days. Yeah. Well, and I now have those. Yeah. Yeah, but it can absolutely be. Yeah, we could. Maybe we should do a whole. I would love to thing do a whole chocolate. episode about chocolate. Let's do it. Would you like be- that? Because. I literally have three more pages and I have another three pages on all about Ukraine. And I know it it was just exactly what Corey said I was going to do. You should probably join our Patreon (laughs) (laughs) so that you can get all this stuff because Denna goes pretty hard. Okay. Hard in the paint. (laughs) All right. Let us, let us spark. Let us set up those sparks. Well, do you want to go first? I'll go first. All right. So this weekend, I was in Port Townsend with one of my bestie best friends in the whole wide world, and I went to the uh, Port Townsend Farmer's Market, which was wonderful. I came upon this booth that had basically my entire aesthetic nailed down. Mm. It was wood and antler and gems and beads and and foraged candles. What? Yes. So I would like to shout out the two people running this booth. Okay. I purchased, if you saw on the live on Instagram, it's still available on our reels, I believe. Yeah. So I would like to shout out the two artists that manned that booth. They had incredible stuff. Their antler work was all from naturally shed antlers. So no no deer got hurt. Yeah. Uh, the one that I got was actually like a funky, weird inbred situation how do you mean so you can tell a lot about a deer and its health by the way that its antlers grow and the one that i got was like this gnarled so the the base or root of the antler was like this gnarled like almost coral looking thing with like all kinds of different shoots and and like um like spines and stuff and it's gorgeous. Oh, it was so beautiful. And it, he gave me a really good deal. He was very sweet. Oh. Uh, I told him I'd be shouting him out. So we're going to tag him. And we're going to tag the person that he was with who makes candles out of 
foraged like she finds the dirt to make the clay for the pot okay some of them had little titties on them it was very cute <laughs> if i'd had enough money i'd have also gotten a candle wow and they had like beeswax with foraged mushrooms and herbs and the candles mm-hmm. does she for she doesn't forage the wax i take no it. Yeah. she i believe she has a hookup that harvests from their own bees wow. anyway if i'm remembering that correctly which i might not be so please go follow their accounts on instagram they do not have an online shop as of yet but you will be able to find the sort of fair circuit that they traverse do they go out of Washington State? I don't know. Hmm. They had a very Oregon State fair vibe about them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, you know exactly what, I mean. what you mean. You know exactly what I mean. <laughs> so I would like to shout out, please, the Mossy Fairy, which is the dot mossy dot fairy on Instagram, and Golden Sky Designs on Instagram. Golden Sky Designs is the fellow that does the crystal work and the beadwork and stuff, and. The Mossy Fairy is the one who does the candles and the other delightful sundries. And if you go and watch that Instagram live, which is indeed saved on our Instagram page, Mm -hmm. she tagged them in the comment section. And I will tag them again here. Cool. Yeah. That's That's, my spark. That was awesome. They're very rad. It was so fun seeing you pop up. It looks very (laughs) cool on my altar, I just want to say, with the skull that Ida sent me for my birthday. Oh, I bet it's awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. I got a lot of antlers and bones and stuff coming in my life. Well, that makes sense to me. Oh, I also found a branch. This is not sparkulated. I found a branch. Just like a, a perfect branch on the waterfront and Water Street in a grassy area. And like all the work had already been done on it to make it smooth. And it's wand shaped. So I took it. And yes. it is on my altar charging up. I'm going to put some. Thank you. I'm going to wood burn some runes on there. Yeah. Gonna throw some crystals on there. Sweet. Pretty excited about I it. I love it when those show up. I those know. Are, do you know what kind of wood it is? Driftwood. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. <gasps> wow. It has a driftwood vibe. Love it. Your turn. Well, my spark, as I mentioned earlier, is Madame Pamita. She is on Instagram. She's the author of Baba Yaga's Book of Witchcraft, The Book of Candle Magic, and Madame Pamita's Magical Tarot. She is the owner of Parlor Wonders. I have almost bought her spell kits or spell... She does these... They sell out so quickly. Hmm. These rituals and spell candles, and she's got all these different levels of them for, Hmm. I want to say for every full moon. Wow. But it might be... Yeah, I think it's ever, and then she'll do some for your birthday. And one of these days, I will save up enough money and purchase one of them. But here's, for one thing, I I love her. She's a good friend of Jim Devine's. They've done some stuff together. But she's also, if you don't know where Baba Yaga comes from, that would be, you know, that area of Ukraine. Uh, And a lot of her page right now is dedicated to how you can help and soldiers with kittens that they're rescuing, and spells you can do. And I think, I have to say, I think it's working. I know I'm working on it because I also looked at a map when I went down this rabbit hole of the snowball Mm -hmm. bush. I looked at a map at how far they've gotten, and they've gotten further than I would want them to, but they have not gotten very far. Good. And they are holding in uh, Poland. Poland, I think, just sent in troops to help them out. 
Oh, good. As of whatever, this date, which is the 23rd. I heard that yesterday on, oh, when I was, no, I didn't. I heard it on Friday. Okay. When I was doing my work. That's basically yesterday. (laughs) Feels like yesterday. Feels like yesterday. It was two weeks ago for all you, or a week and a half ago for all you, if you're listening on the day that it drops. But anyway, you can find her on Instagram. We will tag her. I will also put her parlor of wonders down as well. She has text anyway she's just awesome and amazing and okay. i love her i feel like i've heard her name before yeah probably from jim maybe i don't know and we follow her on instagram so maybe that's it we are going to be doing an interview at some point when we figure out our tech stuff with ann orn summoning spruce the cover is beautiful it's absolutely gorgeous i she sent us a pdf so that we could both have it but I caved and bought the Uh hard copy of the book and it's just absolutely I'm loving it so much I know it doesn't sound like it because I'm not finished with it yet it's a little bit thicker than the last one I reviewed which is the one on grief and is really just about poems and little essays this is a book book and it's a fiction book and I'm just enjoying the heck out of it I've just it's a busy quarter and the, again, the back I asked of, for it. <laughs> the back of the book has me super intrigued. Oh, yeah. It's a great story. And it's full of magic. Full awesome. of it. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk to her when we... In June. In and June. Tomas in June as well. Yay. Yeah. That's it. That's this it. was a long one. This was a long one. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully, you know, you got to this point. And if you didn't, we understand. <laughs> Take it in chunks. <laughs> Do it 20 minutes at a time. <laughs> Uh, this was super fascinating to me. Yeah. I'm excited to learn about the snowball. And I love that you did cook cocoa, cacao, and chocolate. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's very, very fun. Well, until next time, everyone. Be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.